Hello and welcome to The Culture. My name is Anna. And my name is Mark. And today we are talking about an infamous group from the 70s and 60s, the Hare Krishnas. Have you ever heard of the Hare Krishnas? So I've heard the name. To be honest, I had to get a spell check to even yeah. save the file. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I have a wrong, you know when you just know that you're wrong? <laughs> you ever have that? Yes. I know that I'm wrong uh-huh. about who I'm imagining in my head right now. I don't think you are no, wrong. No, I am. Okay, I want you to tell me. I don't because it, it uh, could n- be n- slightly offensive. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm imagining. Um, White people with bald heads in orange robes. Yep, not what I'm thinking. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So um, the Hare Krishnas were really big in like the 70s. Today they're not as like a big as big of a thing especially not in the west today it's much bigger in like india well when you say describe like that to me sounds very eastern it yeah because it comes from that type of tradition oh and it's still going over there yes so let's get into it um just to quickly cite some sources i got some information from npr from the washington post but mostly i got it from wikipedia shouts out wikipedia did you donate no. Do you get the little <laughs> thing that says donate to keep us going? Yeah. You're so rude. And you, donate to me. Use, we literally put, <laughs> I put a lot of effort into this. You use their sources and you don't even help them. Uh, I cited them. I have not helped them out either. I feel I like, don't know who's helping them out. Yeah, I don't know either. I should. I definitely should. I'll there donate. are all things that we Listen, should do. Listen, we are almost at $40 we've made in this podcast. So maybe Anchor. we can give... Two bucks? I'll think about it. We'll see how good these sources are first. <laughs> okay. So, Hari Krishnas, as they're kind of colloquially known as, is actually, they're called ISKCON, okay? Because their name is hecka long. It's oh, the, ISKCON's like an abbreviation? Yeah. So, it's the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Wait, that's the English version. No, that's the name of okay. their organization. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's called ISKCON. But they call it ISKCON, like, in passing. Yes, but but back then, like, back in the 70s and 80s, people either referred to this as the Hare Krishnas or the Hare Krishna movement. Listen, we've talked about name changes, and it's right. crucial to go through at least three or four. <laughs> so we are on par with what's yes. taking place. So, so ISKCON, I'm going to refer to them as the Hare Krishnas because I just like that more. It's more fun to say. So in 1966, the Hare Krishna movement was founded by this guy. Okay, all right, hold on. Reverse for a second. The names in this, half of this, I'm going to just be butchering and you're going to be making fun of me. I will hold you accountable for your research. (laughs) I think I'm a lot better at this than you would be, though. Oh, I would be the worst. Yeah, because you're uncultured. It's fine. We know. So, facts. So, founded in 1966 by this guy named AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. No. One name? Bhaktivedanta is the first name. Swami, second name, Prabhupada. Dude, that's a name. Yeah. It, all of this is going to be just wonderful names. Well, you know, I mean, it's like teaching, right? You just, if you say it with conviction, 
and you just say it fast enough, they're like, I don't know, I guess that's it. That's, <laughs> exactly. the, that's the rule. As soon as you kind of right. raise your inflection, yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Just speak with So speak I'm just boldly. going with it. Okay. Like it. Speak boldly. Okay. So um, the Hare Krishna movement was formed in order to spread this practice called bhakti yoga, which is the practice of love of God, which involves the people who are doing the yoga, dedicating their thoughts and actions towards pleasing Krishna, which is who Hare Krishnas consider the Supreme Lord. I feel like I need some background information. Okay, we're going to get there. Okay. So so we're talking yoga. Yeah. We're talking yoga. We're talking mantras, chanting with the prayer beads, um, you know. Talking hot yoga? No, that's that's Bikram, Bikram yoga. Is not oh, the same. we got to talk about that. That was a cult too. I feel like it's culty now. No, it, it started off culty. I know, but listen, if you just do have like, you seen that? There's a whole documentary about it. I haven't. If, but oh. if, you, if you just do regular yoga, that's like even that's, that's like, like that's bush, like level that's like one bush, culty. That's like bush league though. People who do hot yoga, they're dude. Like, I can't do it. They're CrossFitters. I've tried it. They will tell you that they do hot yoga. Dude, and they will tell you how hot it is. <laughs> they're vegans. <laughs> yes, yes, they follow. They're probably you. both actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the total package. Okay, I digress. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> these are little hippie yogis. They're loving Krishna. Okay, but in the east. Well, originally, but then he comes to the U.S. Got it. Okay. So um, in 1965, Bhaktivedanta. Nice job. Swami. I'll give Prabhupada. It. <laughs> Say the whole thing every time. <laughs> okay. He brought this form of Hinduism to the West, and he was 70 years old. Now, the way he kind of popularized this is he would just he, – he landed in New York City. He had, like, four rupees in his pocket. Like, literally, it said that. He had no money. And he just got – he went to the park. Like, I'm, I'm imagining Central Park. That sounds too flashy, though. No. It he, was probably, like, an off-park. Maybe. So he went into the park. This is the 60s. It's the counterculture, baby. And he starts saying the mantra. Hari Krishna, 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 Hari. Okay, so they say it over and over and over again because... Those are the only words? It's Hari Krishna and Hari Rama. That's it. You just say it over again. That's got the simple factor. Yes. Um, and so it started attracting all these, like, you know, disillusioned white people who had no communities. Careful. <laughs> it's true. Careful. It's true. So The young educated professionals who are getting off work also enjoyed <laughs> yeah the sure beat actually no they didn't it was the little hippies okay <laughs> so it starts growing in the u.s and then he relocates to san francisco a year later and it grows even more well that just makes all the sense in the world right come on geography teacher you can I tell mean, us it just <laughs> it feels right right lincoln nebraska wouldn't have hit as much <laughs> Definitely not Pennsylvania. Not among those Amish. Definitely not. They They're like, get any, out of here. They want any part of that. <laughs> Start speaking to them in Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> um, George Harrison. You know who George Harrison I is? Do. You're a big uh, Beatles, Beatles fan. Well, George Harrison actually gave them financial support. And you know that song, My Sweet Lord? Yes. 
they sang Hare Krishna. Now they had did they did have good connections with the East. Remember, the Beatles went over there and spent some time. Well, he got into this. Yeah, it makes total sense. Like Harrison was like in with the Hare Krishnas. He recorded several tracks with them, and the Hare Krishna, how he sings it in My Sweet Lord, that's called the Maha Mantra. So that was kind of a big deal that he included that in that song. The more you know. Yeah, I know. So that really popularized them in England. Um, And then in 1968, the first commune was made in West Virginia called New Vrindavan. I think West Virginia just has room. Probably. And they're just like, I don't know, man. Like, do whatever you want to (laughs) do. Like, as long as you're helping. Yeah. As long as you're paying your taxes, we're good. Right. So um, today, though, just so we can kind of see where we're at, as of 2007, membership is primarily in India, um, especially after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, And worldwide, it has a million members. Only a very few small number of followers are in the West. A million's a lot. I mean, kind of, yeah. If you can get a million people to believe anything... I feel like that's pretty good. That's well, yeah. When you put it that way, for sure, yes. I mean, I guess if you wanted to rank it amongst groups, it may not be that big, but yeah, I don't know, man. Million's pretty good. A million's great. How many people are in the U.S.? Three over three hundred and thirty million. Okay, I well that doesn't so. sound that doesn't sound as cool. That but that's babies. like one. I don't want to do the math. Three hundred thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Now let's talk about their beliefs. So their beliefs are based on the Hindu scriptures, specifically the Bhagavad, the Bhagavad, Bhagavad. No, I definitely wrote, said it right the first time. Bhagavad Gita and the Bhagavad Purana and the Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition. Okay. So Gaudiya Vaishnava basically means the um, people who... Uh, if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, they worship Vishnu, the god, and Godia, like talks about where they're from. So this this group of people, what they believe in, where they're from. That's what that name means. Oh, so it gives like it's like the whole story, kind of like the name. Yeah. Okay. So the Godia Vaishnava tradition has had followers in India since the late 1400s. And then in the U.S., in America, in Europea, Europea, I, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, Europe, in Europe, um, devotees since the early 1900s. Okay, so they have longevity. Yeah. Like, so not even a million, plus right. we got some longevity. Right. I feel like you're underselling these guys. Well. And gals? Guys. Guys and gals. And gals. Both. Yeah. So... Way back when, in the 1400s, the founder of Godia Vaishnavism was created by this guy named, oh God, this one's, this one's rough, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he established this practice called Sankirtan, which is the public expression of devotion to the Lord Krishna, who they believe is the supreme God. And you do this public devotion through dance and song. In public. So you're just out there. Public. Just, 
Literally singing Hare Krishna, dancing Hare Krishna. Not according to like time or five times a day. No, there is a time. Okay, so it's structured. Yeah, so just he doesn't say the want. time. The guy, um, Bhakti Vedanta, he gives like. Gives the nod. He gives like the guidelines of okay. this is how much you should do a day. So they think. So Hare Krishnas think of themselves as almost like monotheists because they think that Krishna is like the supreme god of all gods and everything else is just kind of an iteration of him, every other god. Like In a, Hinduism. Yeah. Okay. So there, there's, there is a, there's a hierarchy, there's a pyramid, and at the top is Krishna. Okay. And also uh, Radha. Uh, Rama? Radha. Radha, who is his female counterpart. Now, how do the Hindus feel about this? Traditionally. Uh, I mean, so, like, when I was reading the NPR um, article, it was talking about how they, a lot of people who move here from India, they, when looking to get tapped into maybe a Hindu temple, they find it's a lot easier to find in America these temples. Interesting. Right, Christian temples. So they'll either start going to them or join. Do you think that's the overarching, like, monotheistic Western style that it's just like, this is just kind of... I don't know. This is what... I mean, because I think that if you're thinking about it in terms of religion, one... One supreme god right. makes sense in the West. Yeah, for sure. It makes sure. sense in the U.S. Yeah. Before you even get into titles or books or everything else, mm-hmm. the idea of monotheism is ingrained in the culture yes. and in the history. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they mind it much. At least I haven't seen anything of it. I mean, and like I said, it's, it's growing in India. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there must be room. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of... And it, the thing is about Hinduism, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know that much about Hinduism. It wasn't something I studied very much at all in college. I thought you spent three years in India. <laughs> you weren't in Mumbai? <laughs> no, but my mentor did um, go to Nepal and wrote a whole book about Nepal. That's a whole other issue. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Right. So... Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Hinduism is not a monolithic, like, it's not like this is what all Hindus believe. It's not centralized. No. It's much more localized, actually, from what I understand. No Pope. No. And the, and the gods that they worship um, and prioritize, I think, have some meanings to their locations, I literally. Say, I am pretty sure it's geographic. Yeah. At least from what the little that obviously I don't know a lot either, but I think that there is sort of a priority based on tradition, history, geographic yes. location. And that's what I, my understanding is of it. I don't know a ton about it um, just because there's legit so much to it that it's always kind of like overwhelmed me. Like when I even learned Buddhism, like learned about Buddhism, I was like, oh my God. There's like all these numbers and paths and like threefold and eightfold and the way and the four way and the, like like all these different things that my brain just had a hard time comprehending. So, 
oh, I don't know, because you're talking about the oldest civilizations in existence. <laughs> right, yeah. Pick so older countries to yeah, try and literally. learn their faith-based systems. Yeah, so I don't sense. know a whole lot about it, but I don't think they I don't think it's a big issue from what I understand. To get back to your original question. So, let me tell you about the Bhagavad Gita, okay? So, which is one of their scriptures. It's a 700-verse Hindu scripture that is part of an epic called the Mahabharata. And this comes from the second half of the first millennium BCE. Old school. Old, old, old. But it's Hindu in nature. Yes. And they're just taking it and like doing a little priority shift. In. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bhagavad, the Bhagavad Gita, the way it's written, is written in kind of like a story. It's a narrative framework. And it's it's... It's written in a dialogue between this guy named Arjuna, who is a prince, and his guide, who's also like the guy who held his chariot or whatever, named Krishna, who is supposed to be an avatar of the Lord Vishnu. You lost me an avatar. (laughs) You thought of of Avatar the Last Airbender? I'm imagining Avatar. (laughs) Okay. um, Think of like like a reincarnation got it okay different body same guy a hundred percent got it. just like avatar the last airbender please i'm not trying to compare avatar well i'm just saying i'm just kidding okay okay so anyways arjuna and his guide krishna who's an avatar of vishnu okay do you understand where we're at yep okay you're lying but we'll keep going <laughs> so there's this war that's happening between arjuna's people who who he's Pandava and these other people okay and Arjuna the prince he's like oh no all of you know my people are going to suffer there's going to be violence and all bad stuff and he kind of starts thinking about maybe he should just like bounce like maybe I should just like not fight this war and renouncing his role as prince but Krishna, his guide, tells him to fulfill his warrior duty to uphold the Dharma through selfless action. And through these conversations, they talk about a lot of spiritual topics, ethical and moral dilemmas. And like this is one of the holy scriptures of their, of their belief system. Just their conversation going back and forth. Yeah, that's what okay. makes up the, the Bhagavad Gita. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Krishna to them is that supreme personality they they call him the supreme personality of godhead doesn't really roll off the tongue but okay. <laughs> yes and radha is his female counterpart and she's the embodiment of divine love so they believe that the individual soul is an eternal personal identity but here's what's interesting it sounds like to me they and again i don't it's it's this is very dense material so it's kind of hard to like piece through it but to me it sounds like they definitely believe that we need to be saved because the guy bhakti vedanta he said that in order to achieve salvation like you need to do x y and z like it's not like you're just saved through grace it's not like that kind of thing interesting so we got you got some work to do yeah you got to say your Hare Krishnas. Yeah. No Hail Marys. 
No. Say the Hare Krishnas. This one's a, this one's more basic. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So Hare Krishnas, they follow four principles, four guidelines. So they have to be vegetarians. I'm out. <laughs> I like them, but I'm out. Yeah. You know, I was really thinking about this when I was doing research. And I was like, I think I could be a vegetarian. I don't know that I want to be. I think you could eat bark for a living yeah. if that's all that was available. So don't, I don't know about that, but you could or you're dead. Anyways, they're vegetarians because they believe that all creatures are iterations of the god Krishna and like doing that you're inflicting violence and when you inflict violence when you're eating meat, it causes you to think violently and so on and so forth. It basically like taints you. Plus a lot of cultures anti-cow over there well and they are too they right. literally have a whole society for cow protection yeah. we'll get to that no in and out oh no 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 in and out okay so no no vegetarians uh-huh. number one vegetarians no intoxicants so no alcohol no um like no drugs, drugs none Medicine? Of that. i don't know i would assume so i don't know we've had groups where you cannot yeah, they don't seem that intense. Right. These are a more low-key group, just kind of like... But if you're doing it to yourself, to alter your state of mind, they're, yes, out, they're I, out on that. They're out on that. Okay. No gambling. And no illicit sex, meaning no sex outside of marriage for non-procreating purposes. So we have... They're not far-fetched. No according to lots of groups around the world. Right. I mean, the vegetarian one's a bit of a stretch. That's where you lose that's the where, Americans. That's, that's, that's where all America is. <laughs> They're out. like, I want my hamburgers. But the rest of them, it's like, makes sense, makes sense, yeah. makes sense yes. in some form or fashion. Now, the things that make them really unique are the practices that they do, it, which is that kirtan. Um, well, that too. They also dress funky, um, but... The kirtan is the congregational chanting of their Hare Krishna mantra. And after the break, I will play you a little sound of what that sounds like. Ooh, warm up the vocal cords. Yeah. All right, are you ready to hear some uh, Hare Krishnas from Prabhupada himself? Oh, I thought you were going to do like no, a full-on karaoke no. version. I mean, I can, would but that be I don't. Would that be offensive? <sighs> Probably. Yeah, okay. A little bit, maybe. All right, so we won't then. Okay, let's hear it. You ready? You ready to hear some Hare Krishnas? Yep, hit me with okay. it. Okay. Okay, honestly, can I tell you the first thought I had? Yes. This would be a really good, like, beat to have, like, in, like, a EDM song. <laughs> Now that's offensive. No, that's definitely appropriative. But I'm just saying, that right. had a good beat. And there's a lot of people living in India. <laughs> we might be, we might raving in we India. We might have hit our market. <laughs> it's untapped for sure. It's good though. It is good. It's nice to listen okay, to. So that's not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I was thinking more like a monk style chant. Oh, with like very ominous, like I feel like that's more Buddhist. And it, it like does, Christian. Yeah, it's definitely more Buddhist, but I was imagining like no accompaniment. 
Oh yeah, no, they have like okay. So we we got instruments. Praising with timbrels. Yeah, so we're doing okay. Yes, I like it. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not boring. They're not like no, not like the Latin monks. Um, I like that too, though. I just like music in general, like this. You're just so cultured. I know. I just wish I could be more like you. I know you do. There's nothing like going from that to like Lady Gaga on your iPod. So (laughs) don't act like you. I actually don't care about music. That's a funny thing. I like listening to everything. Like I'm I'm just not like, you know, I'm not like you where I'm like. You like death metal? No, I don't like that. Oh, so you don't like everything. One time my boyfriend put on. um, People annoy me that say that. What's that one guy? I don't know. That creepy guy. Marilyn Manson. Yes. How did I know? The beautiful people. That's a that, great. Ew. I freaking hate that song. And right. he's a freak. Yeah, he's weird. He's a bad guy. Uh, but don't say that you like everything because I actually okay, do I, like everything. And it's offensive when someone. You like literally everything. I have. I don't agree I have with met you. Very little that I don't like. What is it? I don't think I have anything. I take it all in. I'm going to play you some Greek music and we'll see. Uh, all right that might be the one that does it okay so anyways back to back to them um so the the way they really got famous was because kind of in the 70s you know 70s was like cult central cults and serial killers were popping in the 70s now were they popping more or did we just give them more play Mm. It's very weird to say, I, like, oh, man, you know what was a really great decade to be a serial killer? was the 70s. No, it was, though, because yeah. of DNA, lack of DNA. Okay. Like, so today, for that, yeah. Tough. But for cults, I think definitely... Bunch of copycats. I, I think definitely we gave them a lot of play because the evangelical right was freaking the hell out because their true. kids were, like, doing using weed and they're like oh my god like the world is ending it was a weird time so i guess that does make sense but i just part of me always just feels like maybe that was they're just more eccentric and they're just more there and then you get to the 80s it's like yeah we kind of already went through that phase we're not going to give them as much play i still definitely think there's a lot of cults they're just a little bit less in your face about it they're more kind of like behind the scenes you don't know i'm a cult yeah like this girl I know, we're friends. She reposted a thing from this girl Teal Swan, who is legit a cult leader, and she didn't realize that. She like reposted her post because it was like it was like spiritual about like crystals or some something like that, like using crystals for whatever. And she reposted it thinking it was just like spiritual, but and you the, said fam. I. I legit, I DM'd her, I'm like, girlfriend, do you know who this is? And then yeah, she was like, yeah. So, yeah, I just think they're a lot more, like, insidious now. Yeah, I could see that. I just think that the 70s is just, I don't think it's It's over, just a weird time, too. I don't think too. it's overplay, but I think it's just like, let me guess, they're from the 70s? Of course yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that I makes mean? sense. Yeah. So, in the 70s, though, these people gained a lot of notoriety because – they would bring a lot of attention to themselves by doing this kirtan, this congregational chanting like that, but do it like really loud and like in places people didn't want to see them. Like they would go to airports and be in the terminals and doing this. I I feel like I've not seen 
personally, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I have seen images or yeah. a movie or something like where this is a thing. No, like it was such a big thing that like in one of these articles that I read, it said like in the 90s, you could ask any middle middle class person who's been in an airport if they know what the Hare Krishnas are and they would say, yeah. And they're just like kind of just standing, just doing a little dance. No, they were like more confrontational at that time. Oh, like in your face. Yeah. Inviting you to dance. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that's over. Yeah, they kind of chilled out with I that. I already don't like the airport. I'm like, God, oh, this is the last thing I need. Well, right could now. imagine? Imagine you're so tired. You just got off a flight. You have a connecting. You have to sit there, and these people are chanting for three hours. It's just. You're like, get the f out of I my freaking face. Maybe they realize this is not the most effective <laughs> place for us to be. Yeah, but the reason why they do this is because they believe that the sound vibration of the mantra has a direct impact on the soul. And so they also do a a different practice called japa. I think that's how you say it. And it's a meditative practice for repeatedly chanting the name of Krishna on a rosary. And this is considered the only way for salvation for people today. For Hare Krishnas. For their people. Yeah, this is and so so uh Bhakti Vedanta, he said what they need to do, the way for you to get saved, is you need to do sixteen rounds a day. So one round is a hundred and eight Maha mantras. So sixteen rounds takes two hours every day. Well that's your day. <laughs> that's too much <laughs> instead of podcasting instead of listening to podcasts you do your maha mantras on the way well, home one is very passive and one's a little more active yeah right the vocal cords be a little strange yeah that's true especially if you're putting singing for two hours i mean is there like an effort level that goes into it as well i don't if, know if that's a good like, question mm-hmm. that's not even the beat but if you were just humming <laughs> it i don't yeah. know if that quite counts i don't know i don't Plus, people would probably think you're crazy as they look over in your car, or you're just. I getting love down watching people sing in the song. Good music. Yeah, that's me. I'm definitely that. Usually, person. drumming and singing at the same time. Oh, I'm not doing that, but. Well. Okay. <laughs> um, they also preach, and some communities have schools, restaurants, and farms. Uh, here, I get a little iffy about the restaurants. Freaking twelve tribesers. Uh, I'm still not. Oh, I'm still not done with them. Still salty. I am. Uh, Freaking psychos. Okay, and then. Um, mm, and update. I did not get to go to the spot. Oh, you didn't go to the Yellow Deli. No, you kind of left a bad. You kind of put a bad taste. Because on they were gonna come for you. Yeah. And they kill us. And also, yeah. it just wasn't near. I also mm. realized I didn't have a car down there, so it's like this is gonna be a very. And it was like trip. supporting child labor. Okay, please don't. <laughs> We just came back. Please you know what? Don't. I'm over no. it. <laughs> Continue. Okay, so they also have a society which I thought was kind of cute. It's called the International Society for Cow Protection. You're just imagining them like hugging cows. I like cute. Maybe I cows. am imagining that. Maybe that's what I want. But apparently, it's because Krishna, the god Krishna, he has an affection for cows. Right. They're sacred. Right. And butter, though. He also really likes butter. Well, I do too, <laughs> but I want, so I want more of it. So what yeah. is he saying? You, I just don't think you can kill the cow. You could take well, the cow's you get butter. All the butter. Huh? You get all the butter. Yeah, there you go. So um, they have this society, which basically they try to promote more like vegetarian stuff. Um, also, 
something that's interesting is women and men for not always, they weren't always equal in this group. It was kind of debated whether or not they should have equal statuses. And it wasn't until like, like the nineties that they've had their first female leader. And then again in the two thousands. Um, but apparently in Vedic culture, mother is the most respected position like of all. So in Indian culture. Yeah. So all women in the, in these groups are referred to as mother, even single women, even women without any kids, everyone's referred to as mother. Interesting. Yeah. I'm into into that. Yeah. Now some bad stuff, a little bit of bad stuff. They're just cow huggers. But they redeem themselves. Okay. Okay. So in the 70s, oh, actually in the 90s, okay, there was a suit filed against them for $900 million by the Texas State Court for victims of child abuse and sexual abuse in the temple schools in the 70s and 80s. In Texas? Yeah, I guess. So anyways, basically what happened is the Hare Krishnas, they they investigated it themselves, and in 1998, they themselves published an expose of themselves. Ooh, about to the punch. Mm-hmm. I mean, control the narrative. I mean, they kind of just like were like, yeah, this happened, and like this is really bad. Yeah. So basically, what happened was at their boarding schools, the monks that were caring for these children had no training in childcare and often felt kind of like annoyed that they had to do this. So kids would get physically abused. Some kids unfortunately did have sexual trauma as well. And um, however though, the Hare Krishnas, they made a whole, like another little program called like the program for child protection and blah, 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 whatever else. But they owned it. They owned it. They were like, yeah, this happened, but we're going to prevent it. And they they got people trained. They made sure things were safe. So it sounds like that's not happening, at least not as much now. Well, that's great. Yeah. For the first time. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, they just said, we're going to, this is what happened, unfortunately. Yeah. And we're going to fix it. Yeah. All right. Props to them. Yeah. Now, other controversies. Um, basically, a lot of parents were like, they kidnapped our kids. When I say kids, I mean like young adults. They kidnapped our kids and brainwashed them, and now our kids don't want to come back. It's kind of the cult thing yeah. for everything. Yeah. Like if a person leaves and they don't come back and they've changed, the parents are like, they brainwashed them, they're forcing them, all It could of that. never be the parents that they right. try to get away from. Right. Right. It's never their fault. It's kind of like – this isn't a person this isn't a perfect analogy but like it is kind of like the heaven's gate people like the heaven's gate people yes i'm there were some elements of coercion manipulation but also those people were freaking into it yeah they chose that yeah like it's not like they said we're gonna kill you if you leave it has to be some personal responsibility right and so there was a case in 1976, People versus Murphy, where this these parents tried to argue that their child had been in prison through brainwashing. The judge dismissed the case and said the ch- the person chose on their free will to do what they wanted to do. Um, 
Another thing, though, that happened was a leader named Kirtanananda Swami. He was expelled from the group because he was found to have been involved with racketeering. Isn't that like what mafias do? It is. Like, what the hell is racketeering? I think it has to do with money. Is that like laundering I like money? La- I think it's almost like laundering. Sounds very much like in that realm. It's, it's shystiness. Okay. We'll call it shystiness. Also, two of the people who were his members who disobeyed him just happened to end up murdered. Sometimes that just happens. It's very mafia. It, I'm telling you. So, yeah. So, he got kicked out as well. And then people were very mad about these communes where devotees gave all their earnings to the temple and raised their kids communally, which I can understand. Like, it's weird, right, for most of us. It's not wrong. It's, it's not wrong, strange. but we're just like, why yeah. the hell are you doing that? It's just strange. Right. And so these are kind of why they kind of get brought up when we talk about, like, cults, because people thought they were a cult. And I think, you know, anybody could argue anybody's a cult. Yeah, I don't think they don't, – they don't have that culty Vibe. stigma to yeah. them, I think. They're just a group. Yeah. A religious group. Yeah. Of cow lovers. <laughs> and singers. And singers. Um, now, airports banned them. You have to. We can't it's have so that. It's so funny to we me. We can't have that. So they tried to take this to the Supreme Court and said, we have a constitutional right to proselytize. The court said, no, you don't. Here's the thing I want to know mm-hmm. as I'm thinking about this, because I never witnessed them. Are they beyond the security checkpoint? I don't know. So are you buying a ticket and then just hanging out in the That's airport until question. they kick you out? I have no idea where they're at. But And what does the security search look like on these guys? Yeah. So... That's really all I have today on the Hare Krishnas. I think they're great. I think they're pretty, they're pretty, I don't, you know what? I'm neutral about them. I'm, I'm not in on the vegetarian. <laughs> I'm okay on protecting the cows. <laughs> yeah, I just think they're, like, let them do what they're going to do if they're not going to hurt anybody. And when they do and they own it, I'm like, okay, you know, you owned it. In words of the Beatles, let it be. <laughs> just let them be. Yeah, George Harrison, Harrison would have uh, liked it. Yeah, so that's it. What would you rate them? Uh, they're like a four. A four? They're not cold. That's high. Is it? I mean, they're a group. I don't like. The, I don't like that much public singing. <laughs> kind of bothers true. me a little. Oh, do you like uh, flash mobs? Not a fan. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I'm out of control of, and I don't want any part yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't, also don't like the idea of like social conformity that I should come somehow join them. <laughs> don't tell me. No, what but to those do. people have all already rehearsed. That's true. But whenever any, any there's time, it's kind of creepy. I don't like the group. I think that's pretty culty. I we could add that to the list. All right. Well, these are the Hari Krishnas. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, let us know what you want us to cover next, and we'll see you next time. Follow us on Instagram at the.colt.ure, and we will be back in two weeks. We are slowing her down. Yeah. You know, we're all, we are teachers, y'all, so we got a lot to do, but we will do our best. See ya. See ya.